This is Spike. And this is Elkis. And this is Miles. (laughs) 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 Oh, wait, you guys should tell me. Tell me Um, when I come in. Sorry, I got too excited. (laughs) No, that's fine, Miles. Um, We're going to introduce you. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Vocally Fried. Podcast about what's in, what's out, and what it's all about. <laughs> and today we have a huge surprise, except he got let out of his cage a little early and he spoke too soon. But that's okay because he's the king and goddess, Mother Earth representation of Halloween. Welcome to the podcast. Miles Halloween Freak French. (laughs) Did you hear that? Welcome back. Hello, girls. It's good to be back. And if you haven't listened to Miles' Miles's (laughs) first episode, go listen to it. From last October. Last Halloween. Tell me, um, how is that episode doing in terms of viewership? Is it still top of the charts or where are we at? Do you guys keep track? <laughs> Our most successful episode <laughs> thus far. Until this it's one. viral. It's grossing off the charts. So let me tell you, the millionaires and the billionaires love that Halloween <laughs> content, Miles. I don't know yes. what you put in that, what spooky potion you put in that episode, but it has gone absolutely viral. I told you I wasn't a one-hit wonder, baby girl. I'm back. <laughs> and this year we're going in. we're going in so today we're going to be talking about miles's and i don't want to assume uh favorite holiday (laughs) you could say that much (laughs) (laughs) halloween and he's gonna tell us what's in and out for him for halloween if you do remember last year he caused quite a stir because he made a really Bold out. He said that he didn't like inflatable Halloween decor. And after the immense backlash he received, he did issue a public apology. Do you still stand by your apology? Do you, Where are you at? It's 2023. Like, where are you at in terms of the inflatable debate? Uh, I've actually come around. I think I was right the first time. Incredibly underwhelming, tacky, overdone, boring. I need a little more drama than a big marshmallow, okay? And people just think they can throw one of those up there and not decorate anything else. It's giving half-assed. It's giving lazy. Yeah. And I'm not here for it. Giving corporate. You need to step up and work. Seems like nobody wants to really decorate these days. (laughs) (laughs) Get your ass up and decorate. (laughs) Get your ass up. Well, I'm glad to know that I think you really just kind of let the press get to you, which happens. But you just, you know what the PR team says, you should never issue an apology. I learned that and I I feel 
Yeah, that that was right all along. I should have listened to them. Always listen to your PR team. Mm-hmm. And that is us, Spike and Elkis. <laughs> Do you want to give the Friars a little update of what are you up to now? Last year you were in Portland in med school. Yeah, still swirling in the Portland void. I seem to be the only <laughs> one who can serve. It, it doesn't come for knock on wood. Um, but you I have, have to watch. swirl around like a whirling dervish. <laughs> yeah. avoiding it's like that scene down. in American Beauty with the little the plastic bag in the wind. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the heart of darkness <laughs> itself, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I am finishing up my last year of med school. Five of five mm, years. Woo. Doctor. Humble brag. I've been studying naturopathic <laughs> medicine. And uh, yeah, somebody's going to give me a medical license in about nine months. That's crazy. Terrifying. Which doctor on the streets? That's what I like. I want to bring some of that energy back, you know. Which doctor? How does that song go again? Or which doctor? Uh, which song? The witch doctor song. I've never heard of it. What? I was going to say that must be a Waldorf thing. And then I remembered Miles also went to Waldorf. I know. Before my dad pulled the plug, he was freaked out. So can I tell you why my dad pulled the plug besides the fact that I had like neurodivergency and they didn't really know how to help yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's because I came home one day and I was like, dad, they taught us that volcanoes are just goddesses who are and like the hair is like the lava and my dad was like my kid needs to learn science <laughs> he's like i'm well, at it i'm a tolerant you man learned science really you learn just like to appreciate the magic of the world as a kid and then you learn the science a little later on i love that i think i would have really enjoyed it later on i was just struggling academically yeah. Wait, the song is ooh ee ooh ah ah wing wing walla walla bing bing. I think that song is really racist. Oh, oh really? Apology now. Apology corner. It was Spike from a racist monks. <laughs> Headline breaking <laughs> no. news. Next episode, it's just going to be Elkis talking about how she always suspected her friend Spike was secretly a, a racist. I'll be. I'm going to be alone on the podcast and be like, oh, I'm taking. No. My PR team told me not to do this, but <laughs> Spike is off. The pod. And... I heard her singing racist songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can blame Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> well known for being white nationalists. I mean, I thought <laughs> they were canceled long ago. Yes, like you read. <laughs> oh my god, I repent. <laughs> <laughs> well. Apology corner, that one was kind of implied. Um, <laughs> and then I would like to apologize to my friend Alex, who was really shocked that I had never heard of the neighborhood Dime Square. So I told them I would issue a public apology. Although I don't apologize for not knowing about Dime Square because it does sound like possibly the worst place on earth. Uh, it's a micro neighborhood in Manhattan. And it is known to host our lovely enemies, uh, the podcast Red Scare. And it's Mm -hmm. also associated with the revival of traditionalist Catholicism, a.k.a. Red Scare. But also, if you look up Dime Square, our dear friend and college alumni, Harrison Smith, a.k.a. The Dare, does pop up. So I guess I should have known. But fact-checking corner, I don't think the dare lives in Dime Square. I think he lives in Brooklyn, so... 
I feel like he's like Dime Square core, even though he doesn't live there, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, shout out to our friend, the dare. <laughs> what is a micro That is a new term for me. Uh, I think it's like a stupid, <laughs> stupid. I think it's just, I don't know. Like It's in the Lower East Side, but I guess not the entire Lower East Side. Okay. Yeah. If somebody could come up with a, a quantitative measurement of that, I'd <laughs> What's the perimeter of Dime Square? <laughs> what's, what's the population of Dime Square? How many podcasters are in Dime Square? What's the podcaster to normal person ratio is the quantitative research I'm looking for. Study that. All right. So anyways, I apologize for not knowing about that. I guess it's important in terms of pop culture, except... I refute any uh, similarity drawn between us and Red Scare, which is indeed a scary alt-right podcast, edgelord girlies that... And I'm sure they love Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, Famous I mean... Famous apparently. <laughs> it's actually their theme song. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They featured them on the pod, too. Slowly, I am slowly... At least, at least enough. Enough. I'm getting <laughs> That is a racist song also. (laughs) Anyway, Miles, do you have any apologies or fact-checking corners? (laughs) Mm, Not really. Um, I'm going to save my apology request for you, Spike, because that's more of a goopy moment. But we're going to get to that later in the pod. I'm scared. What could I possibly have done? Yeah, that's all. Sorry. No fun. I'm perfect. I don't have to apologize for anything. Okay. Well, now I'm fact-checking because I'm like, is that song racist? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really stuck on this. Uno reverse. Psych. It's Elkis. She didn't know they what she are was saying talking about. Subtle race, subtle racism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that subtle, but um, we won't be singing it again. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, I promise. Accountability corner. Well, great. So, Spike, it seems like you, I'm getting energetic feeling that you have something uh, a book report to do on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, it doesn't have to be a book report. Basically, in preparation for the pod, I was like, okay, we're doing a Halloween episode. Miles is kind of a healer witch type. <laughs> I don't know if you could <laughs> describe that way. But... <laughs> and I have this book, Caliban and the Witch, that I've been meaning to read for a really long time. And I was like, you know what? I'll read it for the pod. It's about witches. Perfect. It turns out. It is about witches, but it's mostly about capitalism. It's all connected. It's all connected. Boom. Um, (laughs) Wait, Miles, where's your sound effects? Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Let me see. Give a a boo. Capitalism. That was a smart, intelligent, informed woman screaming at the word capitalism. (laughs) Screaming while being burned at the stake. That was a socialist woman. (laughs) (laughs) A real lefty. (laughs) That was was a Marxist feminist screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming. (laughs) The horrors of capitalism. (laughs) Anyways... Sylvia Federici, the author, is a Marxist feminist, as it turns out. 
And that was <laughs> And she wrote this book combining like a lot of feminist theory and Marxist theory and putting the puzzle pieces together. She released this book in the early 2000s. So since then, there's been a lot that was built upon it. But it's about how the witch hunts in Europe were central to the transition from feudalism to capitalism. So it kind of lays all of that out. (laughs) (laughs) Content warning. So um, I don't know like how in depth we want to get, but I can just give an overview. Let's go with the overview. No offense. (laughs) Basically, it's about how we have this idea in popular culture that like the serfs and the peasants in middle ages were like the worst quality of life someone could have, you know, like all of those memes that are like a peasant would die if he ate a Dorito, like stuff like that. But it turns out, I mean, feudalism was bad, you know, all of the peasants are living under the lords, but they do kind of have more control over like the land and the... Dare I say the means of production? (laughs) Not quite. Okay, (laughs) sorry, I'm just going... Got excited. Shout out, Mark. You know, the church was horrible. Like, they would make you pay to have your loved ones get into heaven, and you had to pay the church and the lords for all of these things. But there weren't a lot of gender roles, at least among like the working class. Everyone cooked, everyone worked in the fields, everyone. Yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. (laughs) 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 And they would do like funny things to resist the Lord's like they would give them like the worst livestock and plants that they produce to the lords and then like keep all of the good things because like the lords didn't really know what was going on. Classic dummies. Classic idiots. Yeah, dum-dums. And there was also resistance against (laughs) feudalism, which were the heretical sects, which I got uh, obsessed with, which were basically these like cultish groups that were against the church and against feudalism and they lived basically in co-ops and they had like networks all across europe so if you were in one sect you could go to different cities and find your sect there and stay with them and it was like free love it was very like queer like the church was very in favor of sex for reproduction. So the heretical sex were for sex that wasn't related to reproduction. It's confusing. <laughs> you keep saying sex and sex. Oh, sex. <laughs> I don't want to say cults, but... You're like, I don't want to offend anyone in these feudals. Just say, yeah, just say co-ops. <laughs> yeah, co-op, co-op housing. <laughs> yes, co- communes, kind of. Yeah, they were like communes. So it was kind of like Beautiful. a place... For queer people and women and radicals to just live together. But they were also like persecuted for it and burned at the stake all the time and killed. All the time. Yeah. But they were like, it's worth (laughs) it. (laughs) They lived what they believed. I love that. Yeah, they did. Then the plague happened. The Black Plague. The Bubonic Plague. (laughs) The Black Plague. And it was low-key... (laughs) <laughs> a good time for peasants. What? I don't believe that. Hot take. Hot take. I want to hear this. Not in the sense that it was like 
fun. But for the people that survived, it was the time in history where workers have had the most power. And so the ruling class like couldn't control them basically More because there orgies. were so few workers. Yeah. Dang, I wish COVID had done that for us. Yeah, why weren't we having <laughs> bubonic plague or We need another plague. <laughs> oh my God. Bring back the plague. Best time ever <laughs> according yeah. to this book. Like made it sound so lit. Just orgies <laughs> and <laughs> means of and production. so <laughs> this is one like the ruling class was basically freaking out and they were like we need to regain control over the workforces what are we going to do we have to basically cause like division in the working class so that was kind of when they started enforcing like the gender binary things that were women's roles and men's roles one thing that they did trigger warning was that they decriminalized rape against working class women which apparently was criminalized before (laughs) another thing is they were very worried about because there's so many people died in the plague they were like we're not going to have enough workers so they started controlling women's bodies so like abortion became criminalized apparently before it wasn't the church was like fine with it it wasn't a politicized issue you would have to register your pregnancy and if you lost your pregnancy you could be killed for that sounds familiar if you had a baby and the baby died in infancy you could be killed for that too it was just like this big coordinated effort. And mm. the main argument of the book is that controlling reproduction and women's bodies was key to the creation of capitalism as we have it today. I knew there was something fishy about it. The binary. <laughs> something Wait. was off. Something but was controlling off. Controlling bodies. What does this have to do with Halloween? Wait, I could tie it in. Well, I haven't finished. Okay. okay. So Miles is ready. <laughs> <laughs> then we come to the witch trials, which is like late Middle oh, Ages, early okay. Enlightenment. And I this thought we just... were ending at just like how awesome the plague was. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> There's all of these like Enlightenment theorists about the separation of like the mind and the body. People start becoming very weird about sex. (laughs) Puritan culture. Yeah. And the people who are most hated by society are poor old women. Ageism. (laughs) Horny women. (laughs) Horny women. I mean... A horny woman is a powerful woman. (laughs) A horny woman is a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) (laughs) And so... People like midwives, also sex workers, even women who were just close friends because that was suspicious. This that was would also, not farewell for me and you. Yeah, this was also the time when like gossip got a really bad reputation because it was like women are talking and conspiring. Worst, worst time in history. Really, really <laughs> yeah. fucked me over. Basically, the state started kind of planting the seeds of witchcraft in people's minds. Like apparently some of the first uses of the printing press in Europe were to print out pamphlets. Strasbourg. God, you give <laughs> men you give men a platform and like that. <laughs> and they just printed pamphlets about 
this is how you find a witch. And they're like, if you find a witch, like she's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then call us and we'll come <laughs> perform the execution. And then they also <laughs> gave people weapons. And this is all the state. Weapons of mass destruction. This sounds like familiar. cancel culture. It was like OG cancel yeah. culture. I was going to say, it sounds like <laughs> the printing press was was the working man's original ex formally known as Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I was just formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so true, Elkis. <laughs> so true. Basically, like some examples of things that people would burn someone at the stake for is like an old <laughs> poor woman would be caught stealing some pears from a tree on like a rich person's farm. Then the person was like, you can't, the servant who found her doing that was like, you can't take those. And she threw them on the ground and yelled something. <laughs> she went, ah! <laughs> I'll get you my Britain. <laughs> then Paris never grew on that tree again. Ooh, she put a curse on the tree. She cursed them as she should. As she should. And then she would get burned at the stake for that. That's her story. That's yeah. her story. <laughs> her story. For the pear shortage. The way that the book talks about it is that the ruling class or rich people were so scared of the poor people uprising, especially poor women, because in that time they typically led the uprisings. Queens. That they, this was like a way that the ruling class like planted in the minds of regular people that these women were evil and needed to be taken out. This is so sad. That's what I get in my DMs every day. Whenever they try to come to you. <laughs> the, the vocally fried DMs are all like, these women are evil and need to be taken out. Well, you are a little witchy. I will say that much. And you know what I say? I say we're the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn. <laughs> period. Oh my god. <laughs> and, that's, and that's on period. And that's on god, baby. <laughs> and that's on god, no cap. I do want you two to know that I just recently purchased my second... Yeah, not first Salem Witch Trials shirt. The first one I did get in Salem and it just says, oops, dot, dot, dot. And it's a picture of a girl floating above all of these people in a courthouse. Abigail on her witchy shit, you know, the crucible. And then I was, you know, actually at like a show and they had a little vintage seller. And I found this shirt that just really spoke to me. It's a list of every name of every person who was killed in the trials. Say their names. Because I just don't want to forget <laughs> what happened to my amazing, iconic ancestors. Well, so those are the ancestors they did burn. Yeah. But you're <laughs> but descended I, from the ones that they did. Yeah, it's it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Though. They're probably... Yeah. There, it's like so detailed. <laughs> so that book you read, the spike is called Caliban and the Witch. Yeah, my one critique of it. Well, I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but I thought it was going to have to do more with the occult and magic. <laughs> and basically, why would you be interested in that? Spike? <laughs> That's sinful. It sounds like social theory to me. It is. It is theory, but it's basically more about witchcraft in the sense of the ruling class using the excuse of witchcraft to kill Wait. People, now that I'm thinking about it, people. I feel like I read a part of it in a social theory class. 
Who is Caliban? It's crazy how everything's connected. Well, Caliban is from the Tempest, but... Oh, yeah. Which one is Caliban? Sorry, not a Shakespeare scholar. (laughs) 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 Apology corner, I don't know who that is. I've seen it. I don't know which one. Miles, uh, I wish you would disclose that before you came on, because if you're not a Shakespearean (laughs) expert, we really don't want you on the pod. To think I called myself a thespian one day. (laughs) And to think I thought I was a professionally trained Royal London School of Shakespeare. Just like Mr. Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I think Caliban is the witch in the Tempest. He's like the like warlock. He's like a half human, half monster. That I think he's like reminds me of someone I know, Miles. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry, it took me a minute. (laughs) Oh, it's it says that it represents the colonized people in general because it's also about colonization. I love this discourse going on. Yeah, you probably didn't know how highbrow this podcast could be. All right. Anyways, moving on. Buckle up, girls. We're taking you for a ride through Halloween Town. No, uh, first, I think I should connect connect to some of the stuff Spike was sharing. And I actually came prepared to talk a little bit about some inherently queer anti-capitalist themes in early autumn holy days in Europe, which... And I'm just going to apology corner because I didn't do any research on queer anti-capitalist research. Well, we need to bounce our ideas off somebody who's ignorant. So this is good. Like, I want to see how it lands for the lay person. We need, like, a peasant's reaction. (laughs) Yeah, peasant's (laughs) Elise, you're the the grimy, dirty peasant who doesn't know anything. I thought peasants were having fun. They were having orgies (laughs) and equal rights for all. They were gay. They were slaying the day away. They, they were. were I'm going to tell you about fluid. it. They were. <laughs> they were. I want to join a heretical cult. Wait, so are bad. the friars kind of our own heretical cult? They better be. Your words, not mine. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> uh, first rule of friar club is you don't talk about friar club. Okay, anyway. <laughs> friar <Okay. laughs> club. That just came out. I, we can revise that. That's <laughs> no, that's, no, that's staying in. Friar club. Fri- fright club. Do you, th- do you think people will get the reference? Do you think they'll get it? <laughs> I think it was not too obscure. Okay. Less obscure than <laughs> us discussing Caliban. I'll say that. I think the Tempest is very relevant. <laughs> Getting back to it. Um, so what I wanted to share. So I took this class on autumn holy days in throughout Europe. Mm. And what was so, I'll set the stage and then I'll tie it in. So what was so fascinating to me is that um, people, a lot of people now know that Halloween is connected to Samhain which is like the Celtic holiday. But Mm -hmm. what's so fascinating to me is I learned about through this class, like I'm not even kidding, like 40 different names for pretty much the exact same holiday energy that was celebrated in the fall across all of Europe, a whole continent of people who all felt connected to the same rhythms in nature and all had their own practices, but they're remarkably similar in their themes, which I think is so cool. And so it's not just Samhain, it's like all over the place. There's so, so, so many autumn holy dates. I mean, back in the day, people really lived richly and closely with the land. So they were, they had, one thing that I love about do, learning about ancestral studies and like connecting with ancestral practices is you learn that 
there were certainly like no, it was like no holds barred on how many holidays and things that people would celebrate because it really mm-hmm. helped them ground themselves into the rhythm of the year. And I think especially, you know, getting through the really hard months of the year in the winter, they had so many mm-hmm. little things that helped brought the community get together. So anyway, all that to say, uh, Halloween in Europe, this time of year right now, the fall, had so much history besides just Samhain and what happened with the Celtic people. Mm-hmm. One interesting theme that you'll see throughout is these kind of this energy of tricksterness, of being between worlds, of magic, and also of celebration. So these are kind of the big themes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I so resonate. Funny. I resonate with that. You resonate. We all vibe. I know. <laughs> Very like between worlds. between worlds. So something that was so cool to me learning about it is that like, one, it was a huge celebration um, and people got lit. Like seriously, they had fun. Like you were saying. Oh yeah. People would. So like uh, on in Kekri, which is one kind of Finnish manifestation. <laughs> were these the same people who were f- sucking and fucking during the That's what I'm about day? to say. They really oh got my it God. on. Especially really? actually around Halloween. A lot oh of my people God. thought Imagine it was a magical a time. At least they didn't have syphilis. That was created by the patriarchy later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so- they had like herbs and stuff for that. You're like, and that's what I'll be giving my patients when I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm reconnecting us with our Syphilis. pastoral roots. Syphilis. I- I'm Love going that. to go back to the Black Plague traditions of curing <laughs> syphilis. It's something. It's that's missing. Amazing. I know. I just know it. Actually, scary thing: the Black Plague is still around, and it just pops up in some parts of the world. Obviously, it's not a big issue, but it still happens once in a while. People just get it. But it's curable, right? Or no? Yeah. Now we have like antibiotics. And stuff. Totally oh, curable. Antibiotics. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway, so Kekri is kind of towards um, Finland area. And this is uh, mm. just a really cool, well preserved practice. And so they would do these big bonfires and they would all be super drunk. And the whole thing was you had to be really vital to like bless the next year. Cause a lot of people would around mm. Halloween, that would be their new year in Europe. So that's when they thought oh. the year ended because the harvest was over. So that makes it was perfect sense. the witch's new year actually is kind of true. And so they mm. would stay up all night drinking and dancing and you had to stay awake all night. What would happen if you perhaps took a nap? Uh, if you took a nap, bad luck, girl. You got to stay awake. They would play tricks on you. They would take Sharpie and write on your face. Did they have stimulants? No, I think they just lived off life, baby. They didn't need none of that. No, they probably Damn. had like herbs and very herbs. probably potent alcohol. I know actually in Finland, uh, there are some practices around mushroom usage but that might have just been medicine people oh that'll do it yeah <laughs> oh, you ever look into the lore around flying <laughs> reindeer magic reindeer you'll it'll trip mm-hmm. you out it's really interesting but anyway uh one thing that's really interesting is they celebrated so obviously the spirits coming back to the land and the veil between the worlds being thin that's that's a big aspect but they also celebrated this the fey people the little people and magic and one way that they would do that um, because it was this between worlds People would cross-dress. People would totally cross-dress. The oh men with their God. dresses and for a night pretend to be women. Too. Yeah, it was, it was fabulous. And another, so there's this queer element. Um, also a lot of, you know, a lot of sex, a lot of celebration. People who thought that they were infertile thought that they could, you know, conceive uh, on that night. So, um, couples mm. were like blessed to, to have children. And another thing, yeah, second and fucking, that's what we did. And then (laughs) 
uh, another thing that I love too, tying it into the anti-capitalism stuff, it was also a time when um, there was a role reversal for positions of power in the land. So they might elect like peasants, peasants to suddenly be the mayor of the town. And then Me. the landlords, the landowners would have to like give out blessings, give out treats, or they would get totally fucked up with bad treats. Wait, how did that happen? I don't know. The whole community was down for it. Asking I, for a friend. Well, I'll tell you what, because the people knew that what they all came together to do something, it was kind of how they kept the landlords in check. It wasn't totally mm. like the power differential wasn't so bad at this time that they yeah. like the land people wanted the the workers to be happy. So they would play along with it. Right. And if they didn't, they would play tons of tricks on them or maybe steal stuff from them. So that this, this playful element has been Yeah, they could long. like make life a lot worse because like they worked off the land and did everything. And they also, there was these, com- they were called commons, but just areas that the peasants could cultivate and maintain for themselves. And then they would just give the landlords whatever they felt like it. So if they were mad at the landlords, they would give them like dying chicken to eat or something like that rather than a classic like... trick <laughs> and then i read about one time when the my landlords... chicken is totally healthy <laughs> yeah, i don't know chicken. what you're <laughs> no, the landlords got so fed up with them giving them like sick livestock to eat that they why don't we do this more they issued this decree that was like this is the standards for a chicken. If it's startled, then it has to be able to like fly up in the air a little bit. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like too weak. Wow. And like um, next time I'm eating in a restaurant, I'm gonna be like, "Was this chicken startleable?" I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, but yeah. But um, another thing too, you know, this trick or treating actually was all throughout Europe. So they would do these processions. Um, people would travel from house to house um, asking for uh, treats. Um, and if you didn't give them food and drink, uh, they would, and I, I wrote this down, they would break your oven, <laughs> which sounds so <laughs> random, but apparently like that was really bad going into the winter months. So you, you uh, gave out, treats. you didn't want your oven broken. How would they break their oven? Just- I don't know. They'd probably just come in and bash it with like a hammer or something. NLP. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so that's random. A- Where's my fucking tree? Can you imagine? Yeah, see, we should bring this back. Like, I think Halloween is missing this kind of, uh, like, fucking with the annoying rich people who are uptight and don't mm, give to their yeah. community. That's so true because we have the treat aspect, but what happened to the trick? Bring tricks I back. Know. Tricks are in. As long as they don't hurt people. Uh, that's my rule. <laughs> so it's just really sweet. And it's just really sweet when they it's, break it's, their it's oven. Yeah. <laughs> that part. Sweet. It makes me, warms my heart. And, and what I love about this, though, just to get a little meta. Wait, so what like, they were saying was. Just interrupt me. That's fine. <laughs> this is what they were saying. I'm clarifying. Miles. Okay. Okay. Raise your hand. Uh, so Elvis. what they're saying is it's, it's trick or treat as in if you don't. Give us a treat, we trick. Exactly. It's about it's about reciprocity, mm. right relationship, um, mm. being in good community, a good community. Snaps. Okay. And I love that because when I think about, we look at a lot of people look at Halloween. Halloween's really interesting because it's it's actually like the the spirit of these traditions has kind of survived. And a lot I of mean, people I'm, aren't. I'm, I'm bashing ovens. ovens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be doing that. No, and it's. I go it's just into so my neighbor's apartments and I just. Let's, 
I'll take a pledge to go to our landlord's house and bash their oven if they don't. We should all rally up in Portland and go find Chris. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Chris Thompson. I'm not afraid of you. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't sure. Chris fucking Thompson. He lives at this address. Go fuck his oven up. Yeah. (laughs) And he told my dad that I was a liar and a manipulator. (laughs) Classic witch. (laughs) So I did trick his ass. She tricked his ass. What I was saying is uh, the tricks and treats also apply to the spirit world. So part of the giving out treats was you also gave it out to the spirits. And mm. if, they, if you didn't give them their due, uh, they'd come play bad tricks on you too, which, which creeps me out. You know, I wouldn't want to fuck around with that. Not that I have before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, is like, it's all in last year's episode. Exactly. Go watch. We grown now, though. I don't fuck around with that anymore. <laughs> anyway, to tie it all in, these traditions have survived. And when you go and trick or treat, or you play tricks or give treats out, you are participating in a very, very old tradition that goes way farther Ooh. back than people think. It's something yeah. our ancestors did. It's part of honoring this time of the year. And it's just really cool. There's a lot of history there. I love that because I feel like so many people say, oh, Halloween is just about consumerism and buying candy. And it's like, you know who was buying candy is our ancient peasant ancestors. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, this is a new holiday. It just got invented a day ago. And Miles and Spike are like, have you even read Caliban and the Witch? Bitch. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Wake up, bitch. <laughs> Mind your beat. Mind your beat. Y'all, I want to read something too. Um, oh, yeah. This, I just found this is awesome. So, exclusive sorry to be a live downer. reading. But every time we talk about Halloween, we have to talk about haters. And some of the haters come from Abrahamic religions. I'll just say that much. Um, And this was a note that a a Halloween loving friend, uh, they had their whole yard decorated and they received a A little note on their porch. (laughs) Wait, is this in modern times? This is in modern times. Sorry, we're jumping, jumping back to the future. I think this is just Miles's friend who also likes Halloween. Okay, That's what so I this gathered. is present day, present day. A Halloween loving friend. I'm going to read this for you. I am a very concerned resident regarding your horrifying and demonic array. Every oh Halloween. God. Everyone. Every Halloween. She goes, this, I'm assuming it's a she, I don't know. Uh, sorry. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this is not a happy time of year. I'm, in what? fact, it is the time when Satan impregnates his bride. This is serious. <laughs> Wait, who you need to, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who is his hey. bride? Um, you probably Charlie XCX. That's highly likely. You need to consider what you're doing as it is affecting, they spelled affecting wrong. Uh, many of the neighbors, they did it with an A actually. Is that right? Affect, you're right. Affects is a noun. Affecting is a, is a verb, right? I hate to say, I think it might be correct. Okay. Well then I'm. I'm in med school. Read them to Um, filth. Anyway, sorry, back to reading. You're a doctor. You don't need to read, Miles. I know. I just (laughs) tell people what to take. You're not a word. You're not a doctor of words like me. Doctor of bodies. I'm a witch doctor. What you are, uh, you need to reconsider, not reconsider. You need to consider what you are doing 
as it is affecting many of the neighbors in this area, some of us dread walking by your house. Oh. Bitch, if that ain't the goal, honey, that's the goal. You should be afraid. Well, that's why I'm like, it sounds like she's might be the biggest believer in Halloween. She's she's sounds like Halloween. Spooked. Gotcha, mama. It's Halloween, <laughs> you're getting too many tricks. You need to have a little treat. I need to see a picture of this yard. What do you think was spooking her so much? I don't know. I don't see a picture of the yard. So, yeah. What's up with your Halloween-loving friend's uh, decor? How haunting is it? I actually haven't seen the decor. I feel like we need to see it to know how haunting it is. Okay, I'll send it to the Instagram. I've seen some of the most haunting things I've ever seen in Portland, not Halloween-related, just weird shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Shout Mm -hmm. out to the Portland Void episode. Shout out. <laughs> I'm like, is this woman just quivering? Like, if she hates demons, she needs, to, she needs to leave Portland. <laughs> I know. I see you quiver with that just a patience. Uh, Rocky Horror is still in. You know about Always the in. quiver? The quiverful movement is out. Okay, what? tell me about that. Is that the quiverful movement is what the Duggars follow, and it's extreme, extreme fundamentalist Christianity. Oh, definitely. Why now. is it called quiver? They, <laughs> Sounds hard. Because quiver in fear of God. <laughs> <laughs> They're quivering, quivering full of the God. God fearing. You said it, Elkis. I quiver before the might of my God. I quiver. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's blessed is the man who quiver, whose quiver is full of them. I'm a God quivering Christian. Their beliefs. Wow. Abstaining from all kinds of birth control. <laughs> That's and hot. owning the lips. <laughs> no, literally. I mean, have you seen the the Duggars? They have twenty children. Sounds like a breeding kink to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Before we move on, one thing I wanted to say about drag yeah, that mm-hmm. I read in the Caliban and the Witch book. So when the powers that were trying to get everyone to transition to capitalism, like the first thing they did was they were like, ah! Miles, we need the sound effects. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to do the, the guy screaming this time. Okay, this oh, is a, a male This is a socialist thing. man. <laughs> that man is a socialist. In drag. In drag. Uh, <laughs> that, that is a drag king socialist. As we were talking about, like in a feudalist society, these peasants had too much control over their land. They it was like collective ownership. So they were like the first thing we need to do is remove these peasants from their land. They have to be landless workers and we're going to invent wages. So we just pay them money instead of them getting to grow or take anything from their land. So they closed down all of the common lands and the way they did it was putting like thorny hedges everywhere. And they were called enclosures. And there was so much resistance to this. Like there was tons of like peasant rebellions to the enclosures Mm. because like people didn't want to be separated from their land. And then they were also doing this thing, you know, reinforcing like the gender binary. So they said, okay, men can do wage labor. They can go to the cities. Women can only work in houses for no money. So that was kind of the invention of women doing unpaid labor. Uh, The men had the option to leave the land, but the women were all stuck 
where they were from, but there was all of these enclosures with hedges. So what they would do in protest is they would go and dig up the hedges Mm -hmm. and they were called hedge witches. That was what people would refer to them as. And then there was also... Kind of like Edward Scissorhands? Kind of like that. (laughs) He was a hedge. Yeah. So also part of like, you know, the beginning of what we see now with the criminal justice system, even though men could do wage labor the punishment for crimes was much worse for men than it was for women. So when men would go participate in digging up the hedges, they would dress in like dresses and bonnets. They would dress up as hedge witches. So it would be all of these men in drag as witches digging up wow. the hedges. Mother, mother is digging the witches. <laughs> mother. The hedges. mother is in the hedges. <laughs> and I was hedge. thinking that would be such a good like historically accurate Halloween costume of like a hedge witch digging up the hedges in yeah, protest Miles, of capitalism. You should I love do it. that. That's sickening. Leave them gagged. That's eating these squirrelies <laughs> up. I'm afraid. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but it also talked about how like in this time, all of the land was like flattened and turned into fields for growing, and they didn't let the land rest anymore. So it was also when like exploitation of the environment became very common and so like the hedge areas were the only like wild magical thorny place left so Mm. it had also a very like magical mystical association which there's so many like fairy tales that involve Mm. that too hedge life hedge life hedge life or hedge life or die i love you for bringing that in spike thank you wow Well, continue, Miles. The floor is yours. Yeah, Miles, the people have been asking, do you have any Halloween recommendations? I do. Any activities we should partake in? (laughs) I want to admit that I need some help um, with you two, like just being pop culturally relevant, because for me, Halloween transcends time and it's not always trendy. But these things are cool to me (laughs) this year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) time is a construct (laughs) Um, I'm glad I have like culture critics here to like reel me in I also don't get out much but (laughs) (laughs) out of the hospital out of the head Um, yeah I feel like your activities are all going to be hedge related (laughs) yeah I'm a hedge witch I'm a hedge lurker I loiter at hedges (laughs) number one activity is just kind of go hide behind someone's hedge and spook people I love spooking people that is true I actually get such a sick thrill from scaring people you do (laughs) I bring the trick maybe (laughs) anyway but I, I one like time, one time are... I was I was at a deserted cabin with Miles Halloween freak French and he pretended that someone was dragging him down the stairs. How Rule number one, that? never end up in a cabin alone with me. Well that but that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh you dig it down. Don't tell them. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> you dirty dirty girl. Wait, how did you make it seem like you were being dragged down the Stay. He was like, ah! <laughs> I could only really, I could only see his torso based on like the way the stairs work. So it was kind of like I just saw his arms flailing, and he was like laying on the stairs, act like, "Don't take me." I sounded like this. 
<laughs> he sounded like an afraid socialist man. Yeah. <laughs> in drag. Wow, period. In his hedge witch uniform. <laughs> uniform. <laughs> well, so anyway, things I <laughs> my hedge uniform. Things I could <laughs> I'm going to I'm going off to work, babe. <laughs> Hi, honey. I'll be Bye, honey. You, I'll be at the head. Me, I'll be at the head. <laughs> I like where I come home at the end of the day covered in like leaves and, <laughs> and thorns. Yeah. Thorns. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, that's that's my socialist man. <laughs> One thing I will say, I I have never stolen a bag of candy from kids. <laughs> I've heard of people what? being bullies and like scaring kids. <laughs> Sorry, like like in middle school, like in high school. I've never done that. You sound really guilty. (laughs) Can we go back to apology corner? I've never done, never as a twenty-seven. I don't know why it comes to mind. I'm almost 28. Just, just, just want to get this off my chest. I've never done this stolen candy from children. It's very like performative. That would be. I'm evil. like that would be evil. Who would do such a thing? And I am just a normal head. I'm like it would be so easy to scare a much younger child and take their candy. I mean, really, I really mean, easy. It's like taking candy from babies. <laughs> There's a whole phrase for it. And I've never done it. Even as a trick in the name of Halloween. We should be taking candy from the rich, not the kids. Uh, snaps to that, sister. <laughs> Where's Elon Musk's candy bag, huh? Yes. I want to take candy. I want a slice of that I pie. want a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Halloween. I'm going to steal a Tesla. <laughs> And then break it oven. <laughs> and that's on socialism. Elon, every child in this country deserves a Tesla for Halloween, or else we're coming in, breaking that oven. Oh my God. Baseball bats to the oven. Wait, can you Elon. imagine if you came home and your oven was totally smashed in, how baffling it would be? You'd be like, what the fuck happened? Here? Well, now I know. Now I know it was the peasants making their revenge. You're right, you're right. You were a bad landlord. Elkis, the ruling Sorry. class. <laughs> Classic Elkis. Am I right? Classic me ruling class. Anyway. So much capital. So Miles, so you've you've never stolen candy from children. Let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah. In a good, dude. Never done that. I have scared some kids in my day, but I never took a candy. <laughs> <laughs> do adults do that? It's Halloween, girl. All the rules are off. <laughs> <laughs> no rules. That's why I go trick or treating as an adult, which I mentioned in my last podcast. And you scare children while you're doing that? I give them a spook, a little fright. That's it. Nothing really traumatizing. <laughs> I will say there was this really demented couple, and I'm like, were they ghosts? And they had this like old, kind of decrepit <laughs> mansion. Like it was like Ooh. looked like this like old house in the south, but it was like in Woodville, Washington, and like it hadn't been like painted or taken care of in like thirty years. Like moss and shit everywhere. Oh. And they'd sit on the porch and be like, "Kiddos, get some candy." <laughs> and then when you'd come up, they go, "Ah!" and like scream. At you. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I'm gonna do. 
if and when I own property. I'm actually meeting up with them. Yeah, they're sick. We have a lot of fun. And that's actually your friend that sent you the the note that the that's your Halloween loving friend. Wait, no, and, and the note is justified. They have like horrific decorations, and everyone's. Afraid. I mean, that's why I was saying like I There's need like to blood see it everywhere. before I judge. Yeah, super graphic. There's literally like open graves all over the front yard. Ooh, yes, I love. I love. Ooh, that's gonna go in yes. the end. Miles is like now. I'm inspired. Okay, it's time. For the state of the union. All right, it's time for speed round ins and outs. Speed round ins and outs. What's in? The spooky cocktails, the $5 spooky sips at Applebee's, they're cracking me up. They're $5. There's only two. One is called Dracula's Juice, <laughs> and the other is called Tipsy Zombie. Like, literally the worst. Like, they, no effort put into that name. Tipsy Zombie Tipsy does not really flow off the tongue. I'm so Have obsessed you with tried them. them? No, I haven't. There's not an Applebee's within the Portland city limits, but I should drive out and have a night. You should go find one. I bet they have trenches or hedges. Sorry. I want a spooky set. They're five bucks, you guys. Oh my god, they look... They're they're five bucks, you guys. There's an Applebee's. Dracula's juice. Dracula's juice is loose. I hate to tell (laughs) you this, Miles, but I am on... Applebee's TikTok for some reason. And I saw people talking about how the reason that their cocktails are so cheap is because they don't really have alcohol in them. You know, I have heard this too, and it would make a lot of sense. I That's am right. crying. Trick, trick. You should bring a little flask in and bump them up a little bit. Mm, oh, you should hack. do that when you visit. Oh my god, we should. Miles, you gotta come. Yeah, and Spike is visiting me for Halloween. Yay! Oh my god. And and you know we're spending the whole time at the hedges. Yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna be hedges, lurking around some hedges. Digging them some hedges if okay. there's any hedges in Capitol Hill, Oh, Spike, we're stealing little kids' candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No rules on Halloween, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my takeaway. And we're going to Bill Gates' house, and I'm going to say, who is my trick coming <laughs> for your oven? <laughs> you dirty billionaire. Where's my car? Where's my trick or I'll break your oven? <laughs> and then we're going to Jeff- Jeffrey B's. Mind your B, Jeffrey B. Jeffrey Bezos, we're coming for you. Jeffrey B. Jeffrey B, we're coming for you. We're not going to Halloween parties. We're doing nothing. That's all we're doing. Demanding tricks. The way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and then we're going to get syphilis and not treat it. (laughs) Let it run its course. (laughs) Miles is going to give us herbs. We're going to treat it with herbs like our ancestors did. Okay, another in for me. So miniatures, like tiny little haunted houses. Here, I'll show you. I don't know why. Like, I've been seeing these everywhere, and I, I bought two of them. Oh. Uh, so it's kind cute. of like Christmas displays, but Halloween. Exactly. Awkward. Don't say the C word, though. It's too soon. <laughs> um, oh, too bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn. Go off, LKs. Yeah, I just love these. They're so cute, and they're like so a mini cunt. haunted house for your... <laughs> they're cunt. <laughs> it's giving mother. It's giving mother. It's giving- it's giving cunty spooky cunty I love it I know um what else is in well no there's one I want to talk about yeah yeah AI, yeah. AI Halloween truth. yes I Speak love your it truth. you like AI Halloween art? I don't know why so I think this is one application of AI that I'm okay with because 
so many people want to get lost in a fully immersive Halloween vibe. And I feel so like, many, and so many people, so many people, it's, it's not, really it's common. The me. demand is way outseeing the supply. So we need some help. And I just, oh my God, people have been posting Everyone the is looking. Oh my. Everyone is wondering. If you're anyone, you're looking. If you're anyone, you're looking for Halloween AI. Halloween anyone, anyone is looking for AI immersive Halloween experience. <laughs> exactly. And just, oh my gosh, it's just all so good. It looks so spooky. I'll send you guys like a hundred things I saved on my phone. A hundred. <laughs> One double O. Okay. Let me clear up some space on my phone. And I should say that I also my support. Is full. <laughs> I support Halloween artists, like my favorite Halloween artist, Austin Pardoon. His art is on my wall back here, and I bought two of his books and a number of his prints, so I do support artists, okay? Halloween artists. I'll have to look look at his work. I could use some Halloween art. Halloween art that I like is Stephen Rhodes, who does those fun, like, satires on, like, little kid books that are, like, Let's Summon Demons, and I have a shirt that says, that has um, kind of that old-fashioned art, and then I also have a book and a poster, so that's kind of I love it. I've seen those. That's kind of cool Halloween art. I like, what kind of cool Halloween artists do you support around the holidays, Spike? (laughs) Well, I'll show you. I'll show you. (laughs) Okay, I believe you. That's really scary. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't buy that. I'm more into dolls and clowns. So for our viewers who can't see it, um, Spike just held up the creepiest looking fucking dolls I've ever seen. Are they made out of ceramic? Let me twist it up. Oh, it has a wind up? I'm so scared right now. (laughs) It's beautiful. Spike. And it's it's a small world? That's a cursed song. (laughs) It's giving cursed, babe. I kind of like figurines more than (laughs) painting stuff. (laughs) Well, I think you win. Did you know how many children have been murdered on It's a Small World? What? Upwards of 7,000. You're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Upwards trending towards (laughs) 7,000. You've never never heard of the small world serial killer? He's infamous in Anaheim, California. I'm scared. Well, would you care to elaborate? I'm just tricking. Okay. Uh, okay. Great trick, Alcus. <laughs> I loved that. Gotcha again. I just want to show you guys that I was learning. I was listening and learning to all of the theories. I feel heard. I feel seen right now. And I'm just trying to enact it by hanging out in hedges and tricking you and breaking yeah, stuff. That's like, it. Go really, hang out in the hedge. Hedges are in. I feel like you want me to leave. You want me to go hang out in a hedge? <laughs> <laughs> Get lost. Get the hedge. hedge. Take a hedge. <laughs> Go find a hedge, okay? <laughs> Girl, go find a hedge to hang on. Okay, so that's in. Something else that's in is Spike and I and other friends are going to be cyber goths. The ones that do their cool moves under the... The um, cyber goth oh, dance. The, yeah, the overpass. Yeah. And so that is in, is being cyber goth. And I feel like I'm about to spend like $500 on a costume because I want it to be authentic. <laughs> Just like Alana in that Broad City episode when she becomes the tech uh, crypto queen. Yes. 
And <laughs> I just really want to, I have, you know, 20 days to really perfect my cyber goth dance moves. And let me tell you, they're aerobic. At least I know you're capable of these because I saw them at a frighteningly young age. <laughs> I know. I was, I was exhibiting cyber goth tendencies around eight years ago. Yeah. Your, your mom, when you were younger, was like, something's wrong. Something's up. She's exhibiting cyber goth. She's tendencies. a cyber goth. And if you don't believe me, know that me and Miles did post a video of me dancing in cybergoth <laughs> style in like 2015. That's one for the archives. I'll tell you what. All right. So what what on earth is out, Miles Halloween Freak Brunch? Okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to jump into it. If I see another goddamn video of somebody wearing a fucking pumpkin head doing an oversaturated fall photo shoot with their partner, it's all straight people doing this. With that with Oklahoma song, the song that's like what? tears falling down I've at the party, saddest little baby in the room. It's, it's like the Swifties, <laughs> the Swifties have grown up, and they're disgusting. I'm so sick of this trend. It makes Wait, me sick to my that's stomach. That's a Taylor Swift song. Click on. I, I linked it. So if you guys need to pause and take a minute to. That is not a Taylor Swift song, but you're no, saying, it's not. But oh. it's the same energy. It's like because you know that Taylor Swift album cover that has the ghost on it. It's the same kind of like itsy bitsy, cutie, oversaturated fall photo shoot. <laughs> no, T Swift definitely fall photo shoot like like Starbucks, Starbucks like oversaturated straight people Halloween shit. It's like it's like not it's not scary Halloween. It's like yeah, you you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Oh, we talked about this on the last episode that has yet to come out that Taylor Swift is the chookiest person alive. Chooky, chooky, chooky. Okay, so I'm watching these videos on mute and wow, this is really interesting. It's people in... So Halloween. you would think that I would like it, but I, I, I did it first, but it's it's so overdone now. <laughs> I did it first. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. The, the filter on it is giving 2014. I'm like, we're seriously putting these kinds of filters on photos. And every fucking straight couple wants their own. Like, we're so cute and different because we put a pumpkin on our head. It's just, oh. I'm going to be honest. There's one with a, a little kid that I really like. The, the little kid one, I gave a pass. That, that one gets a pass. He's so cute. I feel like they're just taking something that used to be creepy and making it really basic. Oh, and so it's like breeder city over here. I have yet to see a single gay couple do this trend. <gasps> Would you like a gay couple doing that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'd have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to tie this into something else, which is the fall photo shoot nightmare. Um, I'm just going to read you this, oh, this first line of this article because so many people, so many women, white women, wanted to do a fall photo <laughs> shoot at this one beautiful mm-hmm. little farm. And it says, oh it says, when it comes to taking an ideal photo, it really doesn't get any better than peak fall foliage season. It's almost impossible not to stop and snap a picture when you're out for a gorgeous fall drive on the East Coast. Unfortunately, True. for one tiny town in Vermont, peak fall leaves mean peak tourist <laughs> season. And the amount of tourists has presented major, unprecedented issues for local residents. And then they talk about... Sleepy Hollow Farm. Do you like it? Oh, it's beautiful. But the fact that they had to literally (laughs) shut the road. They had to shut the road down and get emergency vehicles because of hundreds, if not thousands of people driving to a private property where real people live to take photo shoots on their farm. What? 
That is yeah. psycho. I and mean, then what they said in this know. article, they said real Bring like, back landowner rights. That's the theme of this episode. They said, <laughs> however, real people live in and around Sleepy Hollow Farm. Like, what a thought. Real people live there. And people have just been going there for their own fall photo shoots and bringing outfit changes. So they've been changing them in all the farms. Oh my God. Anyway, I just think that's crazy. Oh, it, it looks stunning. It's it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I'm breaking in. I'm hedging that shit. Um, one more out. I'm sorry, I'm just on a roll. I need it because it's connected to the same energy. People mm-hmm. who make the oozy goozy cutesy fall cozy videos where they're cooking and their sleeve is right up over their fingers and they're cooking like this. Oh, like the Ariana Grande You're going to get it in your food. Yeah, it's Ariana Grande sleeving, but they're like, because it's fall, <laughs> it's sweater weather, I cook like this. It's so gross to me. Girl, you are cooking. I feel like I'm on a different side of TikTok than you, Miles. Yeah. Well, you're not, not in Halloween, Halloween TikTok. <laughs> I, I want to be. But I'm scared if I click on those videos, then it's going to only send me those. <laughs> so I'll try to find one yeah. in the wild. Uh, Halloween Christmas trees? Hell the fuck no. Put that shit away. Because you know what? If it's a conifer, if it's like a fir tree, it's never going to look like fall. Fall's about the trees that, the the leaves that fall. So when people do it in the shape of a Christmas tree, it still looks like a fucking Christmas tree to me. Put that shit away. Stop referencing Christmas. To me, I'm like, that's an evergreen. So yeah, that's that's true. Around. You're technically right. <laughs> For evergreens. I just don't associate evergreens with fall. I associate those with winter because they're the only tree that's around in the winter. Oh, that's why. I feel like fall is like a creepy tree losing its leaves. That's way more on brand. You know, I'm talking about the actual shape of a classic Christmas tree. You get what I'm saying? It's disgusting. The Halloween Christmas trees, it's kind of giving inflatable Halloween yard decorations. See, you guys get it. Uh, I knew you guys would get it. I was just thinking that in my witchy queer circle, that's kind of unheard of to be into Christmas. Most people are into Halloween. And if you're me, Valentine's Day, but that's because it coincides with my day of birth. (laughs) You're incredible. Aquarians (laughs) rise. Um. (laughs) halloween honestly i can't think of what other holiday is good new year's kind of fourth of july i know you like spike elkis stop trying to cancel me i do not fourth of july i do not giving colonizers spreading (laughs) fake news about me first alvin in the two bucks novice All right, what else is oot? Uh, Okay, really quick. Rainy Halloween ambience videos. All I have to say is this. Stop (laughs) fetishizing the weather that makes people crazy here. I get it, Mm, because I think it's the people in California who want the cozy rain, and I get that. I just need to say something. It ain't cozy. Rainy Halloween is not lit. When you're trick-or-treating and it's it's raining, it's not lit. And it loses its magic. When you it's live hard in the to Pacific harass Northwest. children. It's hard to harass children when, you know, everyone's wet. Have you ever been in a hedge when it's wet? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's terrible. I think people who've never lived in the PNW don't truly know what it's like to live in a place that yeah. is dark and rainy all the time. I will say... Who would want to celebrate Halloween in L.A.? That sounds depressing. That is, that is true. I, I I would take a rainy Halloween over L.A. Halloween. Any um, day. Any day. Easy, any day. Easy, I, easy kid. And, and I, I'd like to spend Halloween in Dime Square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That that's where terrifying. the real spooks are happening. I mean, Red Scare, I'm afraid. 
I'm really afraid. And then the final out, I'm just going to throw this in there. I really am. I know 60% of this country is Christian and that's whatever, but I I just am so over Christian horror movies. Like, can we Mm. please think of something a little more creative than a a (laughs) possession movie? Like for real. And like the whole, the whole, the whole point, the big like plot thing is like their faith saves them or like a saint saves them. It's like, I'm so tired of that, especially this time of year, because you know, the Christians tried. I thought the whole point is that they were sacrilegious, but no, I think uh, I think about the Blumhouse like, movies, like all the nun uh, movies, like the Conjuring movies, they like have heavy Christian undertones. It pisses me off because this time of year, this holiday was totally almost stamped out because of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And now people mm-hmm. are associating these movies that are feeding into Christian paranoia about Satan and the devil. And the only way to deliver evil is to, you know, be Christian and have faith in this God or whatever. It just, it just pisses me off a little bit. I think there's way more creative horror movies out there. Heard. Anyway, no, I like sorry, that. that was a little dark. It is a good horror movie that you would recommend to the Friars. So if you want something really horrific and scary, this is folklore. <laughs> folklore is in. That was another in. Folklore is, a, is more folklore. pagan and more ancestral, more true okay. to nature. The Dark <laughs> and the Wicked is so scary. Um, when Evil Lurks just came out so so good. So scary. Brutal. That okay. was really hard to watch. In so just theaters? Don't. In theaters. And Talk to Me was really good. And I have the Talk to Me hand right here. Whoa. That just came out. I thought that was a great, great movie. I like Blair Witch Project have- classic. Falkor. It's in. The Witch. The Vavitch. Great. We love it. The Vavitch. The original Wicker Man. Amazing. The Borderlands. Falkor. It's good. I keep hearing you say whore. Folk horror. Folk horror. You, you two are folk horrors. You hang out in hedges. Horror. Listen out. to Folklore by Taylor Swift. <laughs> so those are my outs. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate your perspective, Miles Halloween Freak French, because I am not on this side of the internet for some reason. Yeah. I'm your liaison. I'm your reporter. I am your journalist. I'm telling you how it is on the ground. Thank you. You're brave. You're brave out there. Yeah. All right. So question, Miles, <laughs> what's the goopiest thing you did this week, this month, October, fall, whatever? Let's get into it. Normally, the goopiest thing I would do this time of season is stick my hands in some pumpkin guts. But this mm. year, Spike helped me with a goopy moment. I wanted to <laughs> listen to my favorite podcast, Vocally Fried. Hosted by mm-hmm. Elkis and Spike. Of course. And That's I was going to turn it on. I got distracted because I was in the bathroom getting ready for my day. My phone connected to the Bluetooth. The volume was on full blast. <laughs> and Spike's voice erupted out of thin air. Scared the living hell out of me. I dropped my lotion and it splattered everywhere. That sounds like a metaphysical trick on Spike's part. Yeah, I was tricking you. Uh, waking up to the sound of Spike so loud <laughs> in my tiny bathroom. Was, that was a long day. I'll say that. Much. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's so offensive. That sounds like the thing of horror movies. Cleaning up lotion? Not easy. It's, it's sticky, dude. It's crazy. That's true. And Spike, what's the goopiest thing you did this week? So I was trying to be proactive and cleaning around the house. So I cleaned a bunch of like the doormats and like bathroom mats that I feel like don't get cleaned that often, unfortunately. After washing them and drying them, I just threw in a load of my clothes without 
without taking like the dryer fuzz out. And then I come and I take my clothes out of the dryer and they're covered in dirt. (laughs) What? In the dryer? All of my dry, clean clothes, but now they're covered in dirt. And I was like, how the hell did this happen? That is the last place I'd expect to find dirt. Apparently, it was like dirt or like dust from the mats that I dried before that was just in the dryer, but I didn't notice it. So now all of my clothes are covered in dirt. They're sitting right here, but I guess I'm going to have to wash them again, unfortunately. Trick. <laughs> that was my goofy moment. Elkis, what was your goopiest moment? The goopiest moment I had, and this is on theme last weekend. On God. On God. <laughs> this is on God. Um, I went to the pumpkin patch, had a great day with friends. It was 80 degrees in Seattle in October. So things are not looking good for the climate. Mm. And it was a hot day at the patch. We got our <laughs> pumpkins. We carved them. And that was Saturday. Today, it's Wednesday. So it's like five days. My partner, Ryan, who I live with, both of our carved pumpkins, let me tell you, they're both full of, I swear to God, two inches of mold. <laughs> That's a bad omen, girl. I know a bad omen when I see one. And mm. I went to move it and Ryan's Watch was almost back. completely decomposed. Wait, were they inside or outside? Inside. Okay, so that that's strike one. Um, did you? Why weren't were they, they outside? Because I live in an apartment, you elitist pricks. Sorry, well, sorry, so sorry. do I. <laughs> Where am I supposed to put them? That's hard. I've heard that there are ways to preserve pumpkins. On the street? Pumpkins. Well, they're far gone. Wait, I'm sorry. Let's back it up. Where am I supposed to put my Outside, pumpkins? Outside because it's cooler and it refrigerates them more. But like, okay, if I put them on the sidewalk in Capitol Hill, they would, be, they would be gone in 30 You're right. Seconds. I take it back. There's nothing you can do. You have been... You have no option. That possibility has been taken. You don't live in <laughs> never, a hedge. Never carve a pumpkin again. <laughs> yeah, so they're disgusting and I'm sad because I well, like the way they look, but I don't I can't really live with like inches and inches of mold. <laughs> I believe you, dude. I believe it's literally. Do you want to pick? Thick. Yes, and we should submit it to the Great Pumpkin Project. You should post it outside somewhere. Yeah, and that's my plan is to put it outside, maybe in a graveyard. In a compost pile. No spike. Oh <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Miles Halloween yes, Freak French, for coming on the you. pod. I, I know you have hours and hours of content you could continue to share with our friars, but thank you for telling us that Halloween at its core is it's a white American <laughs> Christian capitalist <laughs> holiday. It's just aligns with all my values so traditional thank you family values traditional period <laughs> traditional family values if you guys want to um see some more halloween content uh mm-hmm. i did make a halloween specific instagram that i want to plug Ooh. it's called these <laughs> follow, follow follow for follow uh i won't follow you unless you're halloween themed <laughs> not really are you um, fucking kidding <laughs> are you kidding me yeah, did you? I don't think you followed me back. Uh, I, I, I respect I only, the hustle. I literally only want Halloween content on that timeline. That's okay. So the IG valid. handle is <laughs> that's on and, God, and that's on God. Um, it's these dash these underscore spooky underscore days because <laughs> that's the, it is. It's the spooky these spooky days. 
And I want to know November first, what's happening with this Instagram? Okay, is it an all year Halloween round thing? So yeah, it's an all round thing. But we might do like seasonal. You know, you can kind of bend the rules a little bit. Like I might do like more winter spooky. Christmas Halloween yeah like gothic you know what I mean and then in the summer it's more uh, like southern gothic you know it's like kind of like summery spooky vibes in the south wait I love this Instagram account it's very aesthetic you don't already follow no I didn't know oh about it oh my god you didn't follow mm-hmm. wow the moment I saw it I said I have to follow I've been getting a lot of good community engagement a lot of good engagement I'm engaging Love, and we will be sure to share that on our account, of course. Thank you. And make Thank sure you. I love you guys. I love my fans. I love you, Halloween freaks. Go find a hedge to be weird in. Um, <laughs> Get freaky. Yeah, and uh, it's been an honor. I love this podcast. Aww. It's been an honor to have you, as always. We'll see you next year at Halloween, of course. Can I do that? This has been vocally fraud with you guys. Of course. Thanks for listening to.